This is a story about a dude named Lane. He moved to the mainland and bought one place to stay. And then one day he went and tried to rent them out. And then he became one real investor man. Hey guys, I'm gonna get naked here today. Talk about my personal portfolio, about how I'm gonna make the shift to sell my portfolio of single family homes, all these sort of turnkey rentals. And I'm going into multifamily syndications and other kinds of non-real estate syndications, I hope, in the near future. Wanted to put it out to you guys first, see if anybody was interested in buying it. It's uh, 10 properties. People are telling me it's worth like $1.2 million. Again, these are B-class properties in Birmingham, Atlanta, and Indianapolis that they all rent for at least 900 So none of that $60,000 junk that rents for 800 that never really seems to perform as well as the numbers project. Selected a few potential turnkey rental sellers. However, uh, I wanted to leverage my network, like I said, and uh, hopefully by doing it within the network, cut out the broker commission since that's always nice. I'll give out the uh, details on how you can get the P&Ls for the last few years on every property. So first, I want to say happy National Savings for Retirement Week, which was October 15th through the 21st. I'm sure all of you cared a whole bunch about that. Second, in my personal investing, I've been getting some of these scam emails and other people calling to get information. Um, you know, these guys, these are the wholesalers. And in a lot of these markets, the wholesaling is just like heating up. There's so many people coming into real estate investing because of the seller's market. And it's just a very bullish time at this point. I mean, I, I probably have the numbers off, but I mean, the, you guys get the magnitudes of these numbers. Like for every like 10 investors that come to the Simple Passive Cash Flow or that type of investor, they've got some money, but they don't have time because they have a good job. I mean, you're going to have anywhere from like 100 to 1,000 people who don't have jobs and have a lot of time on their hands going into the no money down, uh, no cash needed, or wholesaling homes and trying to find deals. So a lot of these uh, guys are just finding all sorts of ways to find properties. And uh, last, my last time in Birmingham, I noticed that a lot of the properties that they are finding and putting under contract seem to be in different zip codes and a little worse properties than what I've been used to seeing. You know, usually I could find like a property that rents for $900 or more. Now it's it's definitely the lower class properties, the C&D class stuff that's coming through the hopper. I don't know if it's just a matter of squeezing the towel and this is what's coming out now at this part of the market cycle. But I guess the point I'm, I'm trying to make here is that a lot more people are looking for this stuff and the other takeaway is, hey, you know, like it's all public information out there. Even if you have an LLC, you know, everything's Googleable. Tello is, uh, I'm probably saying it wrong, but is a great resource where you can actually look up whatever you want to know about anybody. Your guys' coworkers can look up all sorts of information if they want about you. Not to get freaked out, but I always take the um, the viewpoint of any time people can find out every single one of your passwords. I mean, just look at all these these big companies getting hacked these days. I mean, they're not going to get it from your mail that you don't shred. They're just going to go hack one of these big sites and take your information from there. I mean, it's just way easier. So that's enough about that. Nothing to be scared of. These guys are pretty harmless. And it's just it's just part of the game of living in the 21st century. And with the internet being uh, so uh, such a good resource out there for everybody. The third and final point before I get back into my rentals and what I'm doing today is uh, one of my properties... I got a nasty gram from my mortgage company. I guess they're asking for my insurance to be at least 5% of my deductible. 
And I got pretty big high deductibles because I always take the viewpoint of trying to get as closest to self-insuring as possible. You know, like if you go on the super conservative side, I mean, there's even options to ensure the uh, rent is there in case your tenant skips town, which I think is a little absurd. I mean... I mean, every time you buy one of those types of insurances, I mean, like you're cutting into your profits and then, you know, you got to take some risk to get the reward. So, you know, my personal philosophy, especially when I get more and more of these properties was to bump the deductibles up. But I guess the uh, mortgage company doesn't really care for that because they most of the, uh, you know, 80% or 75% of the value of the home, they're kind of partners in the deal. So they want me to have at least 5% deductible. So just a good rule of thumb when you guys are looking for insurance companies out there. So for the main event today, again, my story, as you guys know, I bought a couple rentals in Seattle way back when, did a 1031 exchange, and you guys can check that article out that I did way back when in 2015, 16. Those were 10 single family homes, which were essentially turnkey rentals out of state in Atlanta, Birmingham, and Indianapolis. The other day, I asked this question on another forum, (laughs) and I didn't get much response because that forum, um, BP, is just a platform for a lot of newbies and active investors who flip and wholesale homes. You know, that's why I wanted to create Simple Passive Cashflow as a platform where, you know, I have that secret Facebook group that I kind of filter people in and it can kind of hide vendors away because, you know, it's it's hard to find you guys out there, the passive investor who has a little money and short on time and more looking to just buy and hold and not make this a, a profession because you've got a pretty good profession as a W-2 employee. So I asked this question like, okay guys, so what's the crossover point when somebody is buying a single family home rental or turnkey rental? And when do you make that transition into a syndication? And I got that link on the website here if you guys want to check it out, what people said. And But basically it was kind of like crickets. Like nobody really said anything. Again, not really surprised here. As you guys have been hearing over the last few podcasts ago, you know, I, I got like a $10,000 repair for like this leak. Still working through the headaches on that. The insurance company just paid for it, so I, I guess that's good. But it's still, um, still working through that. And um, but you know, these are just the headaches that happen. That I've been probably showing my frustrations through the podcast and through a lot of the calls with you guys. And obviously, my attitude for these single-family homes are changing. And it's funny, like, right, you guys call in and you guys get signed up for the Hui Deal Pipeline Club. We set up these calls and we just kind of talk shop and, you know, with no agenda. And I'm kind of like trying to get a sense of uh, where you guys are at and based on my experience. And I'm telling a lot of guys these days to uh, about the syndications that I'm starting to do. And it's definitely like an option out there for a lot of you guys. Again, that uh, Hui Deal Pipeline Club, please sign up for that to get sent the deals I come across. And uh, if you guys want to set up a call with me, always looking to get to know you guys and answer any questions you guys have. Because this stuff is, you know, it's not black and white. It's very much shades of gray. But anything I ask is just go through the first 20 podcasts and um, check those out. So like a lot of these calls, the way they go is like, you guys will be like, hey, I, you know, I listened to the first 20 podcasts in, you know, early 2016, and they kind of fell in love with the story, like Game of Thrones, of this cool story of this engineer buying all these single-family homes, defending the universe. And then they're like, like, WTF, like, you're turning on us like a villain and going into multifamily and all these bigger stuff. It's like, they, they're they like, I, we don't know who you are, right? Like, that's just like... If you guys listen to that disclaimer at every single show, like I reserve the right to change my mind because I'm learning just 
like how you guys are. My network is growing and, you know, like one of my big things was last year I started joining these higher level masterminds and everybody in those groups, they all started with single family homes, which I still believe is the best way to get started. And they're all echoing the same thing. You know, they spend all this time, 45 days, 60 days to just close on the property, let alone find it and operate it with all the headaches there. And they put this money down and they're like, wow, all we got was like 200, 300 bucks of cash flow. And they're like, shoot, we got to do this so many more times. There's a quote out there, find me an investor who has 50 single family homes and I will show you an investor who has invested under a rock and stoned himself to death with said rock, Archimedes. Nah, just kidding. He didn't say that. But the quote is pretty much true. There's guys out there with a lot of single family homes. I wouldn't call them very sophisticated. I mean, yeah, they've got a lot of money, but they're also old. And they've been doing this forever. And they're tired. And they're ornery. And they just like, they should have quit a long time ago if they're doing this right. If they were, had that end in mind, they had that passive cash flow number, they should have seen what was happening and how they created another job for themselves. Over the last couple of years, I've had at least a few hundred investor consults over that time. And he, here's the rule that I currently have today, and it may change. For those of you guys able to save more than $30,000 a year, and that's, you know, after your expenses, so your income and expenses more than 30 grand a year or have substantial liquidity. So I'm talking like over $200,000 just sitting in the bank or able to uh, get out of it, you know, like a 401k that you've left the job or something like that. And you're being a landlord and especially flipping a home is just not for you. That's just a lot of work. If you like that stuff, then cool, right? Like if you want to feel all important and work, find yourself another job, then more power to you. But just remember why we got into this in the first place, right? Like to be free from a job, a J-O-B, just over broke. Direct investing in a turnkey rental or a small multifamily is a good way to start to learn and build up the war chest to go into more scalable investments such as private placement syndications. But you've got to start somewhere. Like a lot of guys with that higher net worth and able to save maybe even thirty to $50,000 a year, I tell them to just start with a, a rental or two. That seems to be happening with a lot of the coaching clients I'm working with. You know, I'm like, you know, you guys are probably have too big of war chest to be even be screwing around with single family homes. But a lot of these guys, you know, they want to do it the right way. They want to learn how to do it. So one day maybe they want to lead their own large syndication. So I, I know a lot of guys, they, they do the pro and cons list. And obviously the multifamily route outweighs the pros and cons from the single family homes. They start with that, but like, no, that's that's not how to do it, right? Like, yeah, I want to buy a super, super fancy car and it's way better than a Civic. But it's like, you just can't do that. You just don't start from there. And single family homes and turnkey investments are really the best way to start. Another reason is like, you don't want to start out with a big thing and blow it up in your face right off the bat. Because a lot of what you're hearing on podcasts or reading on blogs, it's self-selection here. You're hearing the people who have made it. You don't, you're don't. you not hearing from any of the ding-dongs who started with a big multifamily and blew themselves out of the water. You, know, you never hear from those guys again. That's why you never hear from that slice of the population. But I think at the end of the day, whatever you do, try to be as close to investment as possible. And this is what direct investing is all about. And this is the fundamental problem that I have with Wall Street, who takes too much of the fees off the hardworking efforts of the middle class. 
you guys asked, like, okay, so why do you really want to sell? Like, I mean, I've been thinking about it a long time, but, like, this is the straw that broke the camel's back for me. And one of my Atlanta properties went over a changeover recently, and the tenant went MIA and went through a process to uh, evict them. You know, we did everything right. And, and um, one quick tip here is always start the time clock. A lot of these places, you know, you've got to, like, send them the right correspondences and, you know, whether it be a certified letter or whatever. Honestly, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to evict the tenant. I could probably Google it, but that's why I have property management to do that for me. So what ended up happening a while ago, I instructed the property manager to like, you know, this person, they keep giving us the story and they've done this before. And, I'm, you know, I'm usually a pretty nice guy and I'm usually to try to work with people, but I'm always trying to protect myself and say, well, let's just do the paperwork and I get that time clock started. So at least, you know, the process is started and we don't have to wait around. At this time, the tenant obviously went away and didn't pay. And so luckily we had the time t- clock started. I don't know how many days we have to wait. But at the end, the armed sheriff had to go in and remove the all the items and threw it all on the, uh, the lawn and, and outside of the property. Had to remove the tenant because they were just kind of hanging out. Uh, there, it was just pretty disgusting. There were like these dead cats there. It costed me $5,000 just to remove the items. There was a lot of concern over the property that it could have been condemned because it was just disgusting. I mean, like there was all this like crap out on the lawn. To be honest, it was kind of stressful. I mean, for a day or two, the weekend, and we couldn't get the guys out there from ProServe who did this stuff for me right away. ProServe is the guys out of Atlanta that go in with the radiation suits to clean the stuff up. They're pretty good at what they do. They do a lot of these type of projects for uh, for folks when it gets really bad like this. Uh, if you guys go to the, the website, I've got pictures of this this uh, this mess here. So a- anyway, I um, had them clean it up for five grand, and then at least it's like not just a disgusting uh, mess. And it's sort of stabilized at this point. And so we boarded it all up. And um, later on, I mean, you guys heard of all like the uh, the hurricanes a while back ago in uh, Florida when it ripped through Georgia. So I guess what had happened that was the tenants or somebody else went back into the property to get shelter. Somebody had to chase them out after the storm and um, they had to redo the boarding. And nobody really told me about this. My property manager just took care of it for me, thankfully. So anyway, I got a bill from uh, the repair company for $25,000. Not being one of the big boys in investing quite yet, aka the accredited investor in the eyes of the SEC, it's tough to find good options for investing. But then I started investing in the American Homeowner Preservation Fund, or AHP Fund, which is crowdfunding the mortgage crisis in America. The fund collaborates with existing homeowners to keep them in their homes. It's a way to make great returns while feeling good about making a social impact. After investing myself in the fund, it was awesome when they approached me to become an advertiser of the company. You can start investing with as little as 100 bucks, and if you want the free Burn Zone book, please send me an email to lane at simplepassivecashflow.com. And I know what you guys are thinking, and I thought that was a typo. But yeah, it was $25,000. But then I went through the uh, the list, and some of the scope items were a little ridiculous, like $500 for gutters, $5,000 for paint and a couple of the rooms and siding stuff. And, uh, you know, I had um, I had the conversation with them. I was like, hey, man, like, this is ridiculous. Like, can you just, like, take all, of, like, the stupid stuff off of this and, you know, give me a better, like, scope list? 
basically I told him like I'm not dude I'm not like a rich idiot from like California who doesn't know what the heck he's doing uh so they went back and they played around with the scope items a little bit and he cut it down to twenty thousand dollars which is not much better this is an example of you know Tony Robbins says things don't happen to you but happen for you and this is a perfect example of like you know something bad happened here but as an investor or entrepreneur you need to always like flip it around and reframe things and honestly, I, I took took me like three hours to like just kind of sit there and like think about this. But then, you know, like three hours later, I was fine. I was like, hey, this is cool. Like this is the straw that broke the camel's back. And this is why like I don't want to be doing the single family homes anymore. This is the sign from above, which many of you guys hear from me say uh, recently. And then I sort of believe in um, I'm always like if something's very difficult, like you can't get your money out out of your 401k to get into uh, the syndication deal that we got going on, um, then like, dude, don't force it. You know, next one, be ready for the next one. Right. Like, I mean, something's going faith but i don't know so maybe sometime maybe you shouldn't listen to that maybe some of you guys use that as excuses but anyway i was already making this mental shift in my head to make the move to multi-families and other syndications now if you guys want to see this list uh, that they sent over I'll, yeah, I'll be happy to send it over just like send me an itunes review screenshot and i'll i'll dig it up for you guys just email me at lane at simple but, you know, the, I, I went through all the stages of trauma, denial, anger, then more anger, then sadness, and I got motivated and uh, came to this decision. I think the bad way of, if you're a listener here, is to think, hey, Lane's going to multifamily, I'm going to go to multifamily. And I just want to, like, say, like, pause right there. The reason I made the decision was because I know a lot more now and I have a lot more contacts, so I'm able to get in the deal flow for a lot bigger projects, able to get a higher yield, but with a fraction of the effort that I would have like a year or even six months ago. Uh, none of this uh, screwing around, sending docs to my lender in the evenings for a couple of months to get one thinking single family home to cash for a couple hundred bucks a month and then do it all over again 20 to 50 times. Then to all have it taken away with a large cap X or turnover repair. Like that goal in my head went away a long time ago, but I don't know why I didn't follow through and finally make the choice. Tony Robbins also says, uh, you know, we use a lot of his quotes is like, your destiny is shaped in your decision. So, you know, I was like, wow, like, look how long it took me to come to this decision and I'm going to make it now. I'm going to like, you know, like make the decision to sell off the properties, not like super quickly, but if I have to just, one off for the next six months to even a year. Just kind of sit back and wait for the opportunity to come. We waste so much time making decisions and a lot of people, myself included, get shiny optic syndrome, getting assisted living facilities or multifamily or gas stations or self-storage or mobile home parks. When I think the uh, what we have to watch out for is it's really an excuse at the end of the day that unless we pick something and go all into it, that sets us up for a big failure. And that's what a lot of us and what I do sometimes, like I try to shield myself from that failure so I don't pick anything. Uh, so this is my hero moment and burning the boats moment to leave the security of a few thousand dollars of passive cash flow a month. Because that's pretty nice, right? Like that's nice to just go to bed at night and hide under the covers with. And now I'm going to go liquid for a while and just kind of sit out there and kind of just hopefully the market doesn't go up too much. And... um you know, I'm kind of thinking hopefully Amazon will announce that Atlanta will be the second new headquarters for their quest for world domination this Thursday. I'm sure all you guys will be looking for that too. 
The one drawback of selling this portfolio is repaying back a lot of the depreciation, recapture, and capital gains going all the way back to 2009 when I first purchased the first properties. As you guys remember, I traded my two Seattle properties for the majority of these rentals via 1031 exchange. This is why I am not a fan of the 1031 exchange. No matter what you hear on a surface level from any other podcast or any other person, a lot of times it's the 1031 custodian who's pitching the 1031 and people are just blindly following. You know, again, we need to get get away from that group thing. Another reason to keep listening to uh, to me and, you know, hey, I might just I might be a little out there on some of these ideas. But the whole reason is just to get you guys thinking differently. By the way, share it with your friends because we're going to try and go deeper on this stuff because, you know, I'm trying to learn this stuff every day and I, and I find these new ideas. And I find like when I get set on something and I close my mind off, that's when like everything kind of stops. And I see a lot of other people I talk to have that attitude. And I'm like, okay, that's a great reminder not to do that. Yeah, and I'll repeat, I don't like 1031s because many of us are going to graduate to large syndications and that is not a light kind of exchange. So executing a 1031 most likely means you're going into a lukewarm deal and lose all your negotiation power as a buyer. But I'll expand on that on a later date or a different podcast. I have a little spreadsheet of like what I would think I would be able to pay the IRS to get away from this big tax bill and it's not pretty. It's like 80 grand like going to the IRS. So you guys can thank me uh, in a couple of years when I finally pay that bill off. So I want to be clear. If you are not an accredited investor, sophisticated, or have a large sum of liquidity, single family homes, as I stated earlier, is a starting point for you. Too many people call me again with these lofty goals and have the pro-con list, the multifamily versus single family, but you need to know the basics again and don't screw it up big. You got to pay your dues and another reason why is to set the barrier low to for entry because I you know the most important thing is just doing something like whatever you do just don't be the ostrich who sticks his head in the sand because now you're looking up trying to get this big multifamily unit because it's just too hard now on the Tim Ferriss podcast he always talk about creating quotas for sales agents and there's this like one little hack out there where they just have a quota of like one or three, which is so easy. But they found that when the quota is like 30 or 40 calls, like nobody does anything. That's kind of where I'm going with this. So here's the offer, guys. This is for a limited time that I invite you listeners to make offers on my portfolio. But at the very least, um, it'd be a good opportunity to just take a look at the P&Ls, take a look at like the ups and downs of these things, these huge CapEx swings. I mean, it's like a soap opera. The list price is right around 1.2 million. And that's right around the 1% rent to value ratio. So you'll still be getting that you'll still be cash flowing. And I've got a lender lined up uh, who can probably do the portfolio loan on the whole dang thing, um, maybe minus the uh, Indianapolis property, which is only one. I mean, if you want to buy it, yeah, I'd walk you through a transaction as a consultant as a part of value add for that deal. I mean, I think it's a great opportunity for a new person or someone who want, just wants to add something to their portfolio with ease. I mean, one swift transaction with assigning the LLC order, you don't get much easier than that. I will ask that you guys sign up for the Hui Deal Pipeline Club to get access to that. You can go to the networking tab on the website and sign up for that. And that's the uh, the long extended form. I figure that it was only fair that it, if I showed you my naked photos, I mean the P&Ls of all my properties for the last three years, that you at least take a few minutes to complete my form with your investor profile on.
So if you guys could go and do that, um, you guys would get some cool deals coming through there too once we build a substantial relationship. So reach out to me, guys. We have to know each other. and I have to know who you guys are before we work together on future projects. And if you're listening to this after 2017 when these properties are probably gone and would like to see the frequency of the rent checks, vacancy, late repairs, capital X, all the drama of TNT across all my properties, please leave me an iTunes review and send me an email to uh, introduce me to a friend and I'll, yeah, I'll send that over. I'll dig it up out of the archives and you guys can have that. That's about it. Yeah, just uh, if you guys have any questions, Lane at Simple Passive Cashflow. Also, uh, just finished up a uh, raise on this last deal. We went pretty well. I think we, we just about hit our goal of like $6.3 million raise on this one. Like my second one, and it definitely uh, shows that you guys are engaged out there. Um, and also... You know, with the success of that and the Hui Deal pipeline kind of taking off, starting out the Mastermind Club and opening up for um, you guys to uh, get in front of people and around people who are very involved in this stuff. The admission is going to be a fee, obviously, but it's it's more going to be for people who invest in my deals, who bring at least 50 grand into one of the future deals. And yeah, that might go up as more people invest. But what I'm shooting for is a mastermind where we have like 12 to 20 serious investors to just discuss deals and our own portfolios. And, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of beta tested this over the past year over a few mastermind calls, get on a Zoom chat. It's kind of cool. Like it, it looks like the Brady Bunch where everybody gets on. I give everybody 10 to 15 minutes and we talk about like, hey, what, what are you working on these days? You know, and then everybody chimes in with their collective genius and tries to help each other out, which, you know, it, it's kind of going on in the regular Hui group. Um, that, that secret Facebook page, but you know, this is going to be a much more selective group. Definitely a lot, all people who are willing to put down some coin on this stuff. So you're going to be in good company. And I think it's going to have a lot of synergies coming from that group. I know there's going to be at least a few partnerships formed through that, that group. So yeah, thanks guys. Uh, reach out to me and, uh, appreciate. The, uh, the support over the last couple of years, um, last six months have been pretty crazy for me. Uh, we're up to 626 units as part of MFPE Investments, LLC. And let me know how I can support you guys better because, you know, we, we're only going to do this together. All right. Take it easy, guys. Bye. This website offers very general information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor situation is unique. Always seek the services of licensed third-party appraisers and inspectors to verify the value and condition of any property you intend to purchase. Use the services of professional title and escrow companies and licensed tax, investment, and or legal advisor before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed as in every investment there is risk. The content found here is just my opinion and things change and I reserve the right to change my mind. Above all else, do your own analysis and think for yourself because in the end, you are the only person who is going to look out for your best interests.